Today's Coffee Shop Conversation is presented by Papa Murphy's Take and Bake Pizza. Love at 425. I'm Tom D'Antoni. Welcome back to the Artichoke Cafe at Artichoke Music, 2007 Southeast Powell Boulevard, for the 221st episode of OMN's Coffee Shop Conversations at Artichoke Music. I know we're a couple of months away from the 2020 Portland Jazz Festival, but there's been a change at the top at PDX Jazz. As we reported in May, Don Lukoff has parted ways, replacing him as executive director is Chris Doss, who is with me today with the grueling task of telling us about all of the performers in the 2020 festival, which runs from Wednesday, February 19th through Sunday, March 1st. He's here now because tickets are on sale, and you probably need time to make plans to get them. It's also a really good chance to meet Chris. Chris, welcome to Portland. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here, Tom. I know it, you didn't arrive today, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, you're kind of new, new on the scene. Yes. And uh, look what you walked into. <laughs> I walked into a, uh, a fabulous event. Uh, yeah. A more fabulous community. Yeah. So are you curating all the music? I am the one with the watchful eye over what is being curated. Uh -huh. um, at, for the current festival, there are a handful of people who are actually curating. Um, I'm one of them. Uh -huh. uh, we are working in partnership with a ta local talent buyer named Nicholas Harris. Nicholas has been here many times on the podcast. He, mm -hmm. and I, we, he, he sits down like you do and talks about the, the sold-out festival every year. Yep. And, uh, he's been a, uh, a great asset to us. Yeah. And... Uh, Don Lukoff, who had uh -huh. been with the festival for years and years, of course, uh, curated a couple of the initial acts for the upcoming festival. Uh -huh. And then we have uh, some internal talent on our team, uh, Allison Carter, who works oh, yeah. with us. And Allison oh, yeah. has uh, worked on a show or two along the way. Uh -huh. uh, Mary Sue Tobin. Who's Mary Sue was the, our first guest on our first podcast. <laughs> Well-deserved. <laughs> Uh, and she, she's uh, been excellent at assisting us with uh, curating a lot of our local shows as well. So wow, as you can see, it's a real collaborative effort. And uh, when I look at the lineup that we have and the lineup, that, the holes that are still being filled, uh, I personally think it's pretty exciting that, uh, you know, five minds coming together came up with something that's yeah. pretty unique yeah. and uh, exciting for 2020. You, you want to know what Mary Sue's guilty pleasure is? Fire away. <laughs> Just Be Good to Me by the SOS Band. <laughs> we all have those guilty pleasures from our youth. I play that for her on the radio sometimes. And she, always, she always texts me. Says, oh, thank you. you know, my formative years were the 70s, so there were probably uh -huh. a few uh, guilty pleasures that should just remain in the closet. <laughs> so let's see. The last gig was Audix Microphones? Correct. What did you do for them? I was the vice president of global sales and marketing for Audix. Whoa. Uh, so I led uh, uh -huh. branding, sales, marketing across 85 countries. Whoa. So it was, uh, it was an exciting uh, job. It was one uh, where, uh, you know, one of the things I was looking for in coming to Portland was to have the opportunity to to be part of a community uh -huh. and when you are in a global facing role yeah um yeah. i was never here in the community right um i was right. always focused on doing business and 
building a network all over the world instead of uh-huh. uh, getting to get entrenched with people like yourself and Mary <laughs> Sue yeah. and, and yeah. all the local talent here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. That's great. Thank did, you. Did, did, um, so you, did, you, did you seek it out? I or did didn't? seek that role out. Um, years ago, I had been in Seattle, my wife and I and our uh-huh. kids, uh-huh. and we loved the Pacific Northwest. Uh-huh. And what did you do in Seattle? In Seattle, I worked for Seattle Center, uh-huh. and I saw marketing and booking for Seattle Center. So uh, uh-huh. Key Arena, uh, I opened Marion Oliver McCall Hall up there, wow. opened Fisher Pavilion up there. Uh-huh. Um, I also spent time working for Bill Graham Presents up there, uh-huh. led uh, publicity and marketing for the Northwest region uh-huh. of uh, Bill Graham Presents Live Nation. Was, was Bill Graham still around? He was not oh, still too bad. around. So, so no it, Bill Graham stories, huh? Yeah, it, it, I, I don't think I got to be indoctrinated into the true uh, Bill Graham experience. It was, I think it was more of the Live Nation experience oh, when I was okay. there. I went, was, I went to the Fillmore East one time. <laughs> Would have been fantastic. I saw Miles that. at the Fillmore East. Matter of fact, and now you're making me jealous. <laughs> um, so uh, now, have you ever played? Do you play any instruments? I do. I studied music at uh, North Texas State, now ah. University of North Texas. Uh, mm-hmm. Drummer, percussionist. So I studied under a gentleman named Ed Sof. Um, drummer. Yep. And you never exploded. I never exploded. You know, there there are those who who get out and they do it for a little bit and they just go, this is not going to be the lifestyle for me. Uh, and I was one of those people. So uh, I, I chose to marry my college sweetheart instead. And uh, it seems to have paid off. There is a great, great bass player here in town named Damien Erskine. I'm sure you know him. I have heard of Damien. And he started as a drummer. And he switched in college because the, the rehearsal hall was on the third floor. <laughs> and he said, I'm not doing this. I'm not, I'm not carrying these drums up and down, up and down three, three flights floors, of stairs. No stairs. way. So. <laughs> yeah, you learn to, to use as little equipment as possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, what did you do with the Monterey Jazz Festival? At Monterey Jazz Festival, I was brought in as the first managing director uh-huh. in the organization's history. Um, wow. So my role was to oversee all of the business operations uh-huh. and the administration of the organization. Um, Tim Jackson, who's our artistic director, he and I were essentially at this exact same level in the yeah. organization. Yeah. Um, Tim oversaw all of the programming and everything, but the programming is what I oversaw uh-huh. in the organization. Gotcha. So personnel, gotcha. finances, gotcha. production, the education mm-hmm. program, um, a lot of those types of things. Do you see yourself taking over more of the Don Lukoff role in the, as, as you get more comfortable in, in the organization? I think that what will happen at PDX Jazz is, you know, prior to my arrival into the organization, there was not... Um, an EDAD type of scenario. Yeah. Um, Dom was doing both jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, when an organization gets to a certain size, mm-hmm. it becomes really impossible for one individual to do both jobs well. Mm-hmm. Um, you really need to split it into two separate roles. So mm-hmm. I do not see myself being a co-EDAD. Mm. Um one of the things that is different about PDX Jazz that uh, I definitely see going forward is mm-hmm. that 
in the executive director role, I do have a the final voice in the programming. Uh-huh. Um, so why I may not be doing it yeah. or pursuing it, yeah. um, I have the responsibility and the accountability to make sure that the programming is meeting the organization's strategic plans and uh-huh. mission. So you can say yes, but you can also say no. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. I can say yes or I can say no, but yeah. uh, I also tend to like to surround myself with really talented people whose opinions and expertise right. I trust. Right. And, uh, right. and uh, of a like mind to a certain degree. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And if it isn't, it's, it's an opinion that you respect. Yeah, hopefully yeah. it's a real opinion. Hopefully, that you hopefully yeah. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise they can just move on to another gig. <laughs> so, but I, you know, I I would be the first to tell you I I don't know everything there is to know about every act and artist out there who uh-huh. may be a prospect for PDX Jazz. And uh-huh. uh, so, if there's somebody that I'm not familiar with and they're brought to me and they seem like they might be a good fit to meet the goals and the objectives of the organization, uh-huh. I'll, I'll say, sure, let's let's see how it works. And so, the people that you named before who have a hand in curating this year's festival, they are the people that you're relying on right now? They are. Those yeah. are the people who have... Uh, yeah seats at the table so to speak mm-hmm. do you do you do you do you think you'll, you may have a full-time uh, uh ed we will AD, I mean. yes we are actually um towards the tail end of a national search ah. for a new artistic director Whoa. um the search started at the beginning of the summer uh-huh. and we expect to have a decision prior to thanksgiving Whoa. so that's how close we are that's to, great uh, Knowing who uh, the next artistic director for PDX Jazz will uh-huh. be. Nice, nice. I'm not a candidate. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't we just get started on this year's festival? Yeah, absolutely. How about that that and, would be great. Um, uh, it starts on the February uh, Wednesday, February nineteenth. Yes, and it runs to Sunday, March first. Correct, as usual. It seems to me before we get into the town, it seems to me that uh, it's a little less downtown centric than it it used to be it is a little less downtown centric um and one of the things that we are trying to do um and as you look at the venues the artists um kind of every aspect of this you'll Mm -hmm. see that uh it's it's different from previous iterations of the festival and that's tied to what we're trying to achieve strategically as an organization mm-hmm. um, so one of the things we wanted to do was to be more accessible mm-hmm. um, across the entire community of portland mm-hmm. which entailed getting into a broader array of venues mm-hmm. and and so we've got uh, several venues that are new to this year's festival that at least were not part of last year's festival. Uh, for instance? Mississippi the, Studios, oh yeah. uh, Stage 722, mm-hmm. uh, Portland State University Recital Hall is mm-hmm. in the mix this I see, year. I see a couple of uh, shows at the Star Theater. Star Theater's here. They, yeah. you know, they were there last year, but we've yeah. got a few of them, yeah. obviously, with them at this year's festival. And the Old Church. The Old Church is, of course, a mainstay. There are certain shows that just fit right in there. It's my favorite venue. Aladdin Theater. We're doing several shows Uh in Aladdin Theater this Uh year, um, a building that we didn't activate last year. Right, yeah. Uh, And uh, uh, Nicholas from Sold Out uses uses the Aladdin a lot. Yes. Yes, he does. Uh, And, you know, that building was really... uh, 
Yeah, I'm sure, as you know, you know, a lot of it just comes down to who's the act, what size of facility right. you need, and what is open on that day yes. of the week. Yes. That's really, that's, that's the science <laughs> behind it. <laughs> I remember the first uh, the, the first or second sold-out festival, he had Gil Scott Heron, and just not long before Gil died, and he walks out on stage and does a dwarf joke. <laughs> like his, what? <laughs> Not probably probably didn't go over too well. <laughs> well, no, no, you couldn't. You couldn't. It, yes, of course, it was terribly politically incorrect, but it was really funny. <laughs> anyway, uh, so okay, so let's just get started with this. Yes. Um, uh, some of these people, there, there are some people in here that I don't know, which is great. I love that. That's one of the great things about the festival. There are some people in here that I'm not super familiar with until. We started looking at him for the festival. Yeah, like the first uh, night, for instance. I don't know who these. I don't know who Mark uh, DeClive Lowe is. Mark DeClive Lowe is actually an amazing uh, jazz musician. He's got mm -hmm. about fifteen albums out. He is uh, part Japanese and huh. part New Zealand in his huh. heritage. Uh -huh. um, we, you know, we have a programming committee at PDX Jazz, and uh, there are some members on that committee who, you know brought him to our attention uh -huh. um and he's an amazing uh pianist composer uh -huh. arranger uh -huh. um he's got some stellar people who play with him in his band um his tenor sax player teodros avery is an uh -huh. outstanding tenor player um uh. who uh you know just did a coltrane uh, tribute record, so to speak, a yeah. uh, short while back. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be a really, really exciting show, I think. Nice. Uh, another nice. one um, in, in, on the same night um, mm -hmm. with him is uh, Jamie Branch, and she's a young trumpeter ah. and uh, has an album out called Fly or Die. Nice. And uh, it's great to have uh, a young female trumpeter there's not a lot of female trumpeters on, a, on just you know on an artist, opening this, night what's her name um, on a headline show yeah yeah oh i can't think of her name now the other the the the, the, the female trumpeter that everybody knows i can't i can't think of her name but one time she came out here and had the monet monet make a left-handed trumpet for her but she couldn't do it it was too much and she went back to playing right-handed God, i can't remember her name Okay, everybody, you know her name, but I don't know her name. All right, <laughs> it okay. escapes me. But your second night, now, Ghost, uh, you know, Ghost, uh, Ghost Note is terrific. They're terrific. Yes. But it's Liv Warfield. Liv Warfield is beloved in Portland. People just love her. I mean, I, I remember seeing her when she first started, when Jimmy Max the, was, was, a, there was a big, there was a jazz club here named Jimmy yep. Max. And... The, the 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 previous iteration of that was it was a, it was a jazz club but it was kind of a bar and restaurant but uh, when she first started singing she would get up on stage in a jumpsuit and sit and sit on a bar stool <laughs> this is Liv Warfield one of the most glamorous people on earth yeah. right <laughs> exactly and then she just developed and went with Prince and you know. And so anyway, the so. rest is history. And yeah, I mean, she is an amazing talent. Yeah. Um, yeah. That night's going to be just fantastic. Over yeah. Revolution Hall. Yeah. Ghost yeah. Note and Liv Warfield, and Liv Warfield together Warfield. on yeah. the same bill. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's it, it, there. There is. That's not a. You know, she's not an opener on that show. That's that's 
essentially a co-bill at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah, especially in this town. In this town, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And so yeah. we're really, really excited about that show. That's great. Well, I'm going to see if I can get her on the podcast again. I always do whenever I can because she's wonderful. <laughs> she's an absolutely wonderful person. That would be fantastic. <laughs> okay. Uh, Larry Carlton and Stanley Jordan. Wait a minute. Yeah. Playing together? Uh, they are not together, but they're on the okay. same show. All right. <laughs> yes. That's, it's one of the things, If you as we go through the lineup, you'll see that a lot of the stuff we were looking at, um, and it was probably my brain that was doing it, where I, I would say to, uh, to Nicholas, who was kind of my sounding uh -huh. board, you yeah. know, well, Larry would be great, but what if we have another really great person with Larry? And there's, yeah. there's a couple of shows on here where it was, why do one great person when we can do two great people on yeah. the same show? Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, this was one where, uh, you know, Larry has been touring up and down the West Coast for about the last year and uh -huh. various uh, ensembles or iterations, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. And uh, we, we had tried to bring him in and a couple of the seasonal performances. It just didn't line up. Uh -huh. And uh, I really wanted to have a big guitarist on this year's festival yeah um, we looked at several of them uh the caliber of larry uh and larry ended up being uh the one who worked out for us uh -huh. and stanley was also available wow and you know it was do we do two two separate shows or do we just put them on the same bill yeah. and make yeah. it uh a guitarist dream night. Well, you so that's kind of what we looked at. You won't have to listen to a, a guitarist for six months after that. <laughs> no, it's it's going to be you know it's going to be pretty darn spectacular. Yeah. You know, I mean, you look you and know, Terry I mean, Riley on the same night. And Terry Riley on the same night, right after yeah. that show wraps up, we'll Jeez. be doing Terry Riley with his son Gian. Wow. Who's also an amazing guitar player. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, if you're a guitarist, you know that night is the night. Yeah, to really. Come out to the festival. We got three fantastic Terry guitar players Riley. Jeez, I think Terry Riley was hasn't been here since for about four years. It's been a long the, time. Played the, zoo, played the zoo concert, I believe, last time he was in town. Yeah, and that's uh, and that show we're doing that show in partnership with Beloved, um, uh -huh. because uh, you know they're they have a great great connection with an audience it's uh yeah. in addition to our own right. it's going to really really appreciate right. terry riley right right okay archie shep and the blue cranes archie <laughs> shep great. and the blue cranes that's really yes. good because um, it's been it's been a while since the blue cranes because the blue cranes play in various not genres they just play in in uh, they can play anywhere Mm -hmm. You know, and they can do the same tunes and and, and they're accepted in, in in by so many different disparate groups of people. But Archie Shep. Yeah. Uh, Archie. You know how is, old he is now? Uh, yeah. <laughs> we won't say it publicly. He's got to be in his 80s. <laughs> he's, you know, he's right up there next to Pharaoh and all those cats. Wow. Um, but, you know, Archie is, uh, as I'm sure you know, I mean, yeah. we won the lotto. And getting Archie Shep to come Archie to Shep. and headline the festival. He he lives in Paris most of huh. the time. He rarely plays in the United States and is even stateside. Um, but he's going to be in Portland at the PDX Jazz Festival. Is it, It's an amazing thing. Yeah. We're going to get to see, to have him here. Um, huh. You know, he's legendary. Yeah, free jazz artist. Right. Uh, he ties in really, really well with uh, one of the mission 
centric things of the jazz festival yeah. which is support the african-american heritage mm -hmm. and culture and he mm -hmm. ties in a lot of his work is um beyond just the music um you know supports that effort I, I wonder what the blue cranes are going to do to compliment that's I, interesting. The I way don't that is, know. I'd like to be. I'd like to hear those. I'd like to hear those band discussions. <laughs> I, I don't know, but that's you know what that goes back. You know when we talked to Mary Sue at the beginning of uh, the programming cycle, uh, I really t you know opened up to Mary Sue and said, you know, program different stuff that's yeah. never been programmed locally yeah. at this festival, yeah. And, yeah. and let's reach some artists. Mm -hmm who have not really been uh, part of what we're doing here at PDX Jazz. Yeah. Let's see if we can bring in some, some new faces. Yeah, one year the Blue Cranes played with uh, Wayne Horvitz. Mm -hmm. And that's okay, because they, pl they, they play Wayne Horvitz tunes, but I don't, yeah. I don't remember Blue Cranes, Blue Cranes playing any Archie Shep. That's great. No. That's great. That's really amazing. <laughs> Well, if you do do any any uh, jazz conversations, Archie Shep is the one to get. <laughs> <laughs> I will see. I will see if we can swing that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and listen, everybody. We were just or before we started rolling. We were just talking about the jazz conversations this year. Then nothing's nothing set in stone yet. But it looks like we'll, we're we're going to bring them to you again, which is wonderful. Absolutely. They're yeah, we're great. working There's, on. Uh, we've had so many amazing. Amazing we, we, jazz We've got a couple of them that uh, we'll get to here a little bit later in the yeah. podcast and a few more that okay. we'll work All on. Right. <clears throat> All right. Antibalas. I saw them the first time they were here, yeah. that was, which was a long time ago. But they played um, Lola's Room at the Crystal Ballroom. Not the, even the main Crystal Ballroom. The small the venue. Small the, yeah. That's, and nobody, yeah. nobody knew them. Nobody heard, had ever heard of them before. But they, and they, they stored up. They are an exciting band. Um, obviously, yeah. you know, you're familiar. You know, yeah, Afrobeat, jazz, yeah. fusion, yeah. Uh, kind of the Fela Kute type of yeah. influence. Now, um, I, and Nicholas, uh, you know, I can is see Nicholas very is, familiar I can with see, them. I can see, I can see Nicholas's and, foot, and he footprints was, all over that. Yeah, one. his foot. That's a co-pro <laughs> was sold out. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His, yeah. his yeah. fingerprints are all over that where, show. Where I'm not familiar with Stage 722. Stage 722 is a new facility. Uh, we've never yeah. done anything in there. It's uh, not too far from where Rev Hall is located. It's mm -hmm. in southeast mm -hmm. uh, Portland, and it it should be a a good venue for this show. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, it, yeah. it should fit this type of show really, really well. We're doing it as an all ages show, which is exciting. Uh -huh. um, it's always great when we can have a show that uh, you know young kids can come to mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and teenagers uh enroll them into the festival yeah. experience so the next day which is sunday you've got branford marsalis yes we have branford uh branford was essentially the first artist booked for this year's festival that, right? uh, <laughs> that was one that uh don was uh ah, able yeah, to yeah. secure for us yeah, last, uh, last time he was here and he we, he did the, the jazz conversation we had to send him the jazz conversation so he could okay it <laughs> before we put it up that, never had to do that with any other artist <laughs> that, that sounds about right yeah um, it is right <laughs> but you know, you know Bramford's exciting in fact uh you know it was actually during last year's jazz festival that uh -huh. we confirmed Bramford. oh great um great, so great. It, it's always great you know with Bramford, ever you know we know what you're gonna get you're gonna have a, a great straight ahead uh -huh. quartet 
Yeah. Um, yeah. A yeah. Very traditional standard jazz experience yeah. um, from a master. Yeah. Uh, this, and also on the, on the same night, I don't know who Candace Springs is. Candace Springs is an exciting young pianist vocalist uh -huh. on Blue Note. Yeah. Uh, she will be releasing her upcoming record during uh -huh. February of 2020. So the Good. timing is fantastic for us. Yeah. It's going to be a tribute to all of the ladies of jazz uh -huh. uh, who have influenced her. And so it, it should be pretty darn spectacular. Uh, and, you know, of course, she's got Jimmy Harrod with her. I do and know so. Jimmy, Jimmy Harrod because he's, he's been on the podcast. <laughs> and he is spectacular. Yeah. He's spectacular. I, I think he's this, just this show's going to be one to see. Here's the thing. I was never a fan of Jimmy Scott. Okay. Uh -huh. He always creeped me out. Okay. And it's not a sex thing or anything else or, or any, any, you know, anti, anti transgender. And he just, his, his voice just creeped me out, but I am not creeped out at all by Jimmy Harrod. He's wonderful. He's got the, geez, uh, and he's got a, uh, he has an EP out mm -hmm. and I've, I've been playing one tune from it. Um, oh, it was a tune by the Exciters. Geez, I can't remember the name of it now anyway. Uh, but it's the only tune from the album that I can actually play on a soul music show. But he's wonderful. He's a, I mean, he was so uh, great to talk to. Yeah. You know, um, and uh, he's just spectacular. He's really spectacular. It was a really good choice of, uh, of um, Pink Martini to put him in the band. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It is. And that's going to be a great show. Um, yeah. It's, it's yeah. you know, the only show up at Mississippi Studios uh -huh. during the festival. So the room, it'll be a great room. For that performance and you're not taking any days off here because you got a you got a big show on monday we we do have a huge show on monday and it's one i'm really excited about it's uh -huh. it's a light day for us it's a monday we don't have a lot of stuff happening but boy that's going to be a killer show with that show <laughs> that's not nothing light about that omar sosa and, omar and, sosa yeah. and elon canzaris that yeah. is going to be really really cool yeah um yeah, and, yeah. you know the aguas project that they've been working on uh -huh. Um, you know, blending, you know, their experiences of, of Cuba from two, two generations of Cubans. Mm -hmm. um, it's, I'm excited about that show. Uh-huh. I really uh -huh. am. And next day is David Sanborn. David Sanborn, That's yes. That's terrific. You, know, so I, you, can, you can talk forever about, of course, he's a terrific saxophone player, and it's great, but he had the best music TV show in the history of television. I remember that. It was great. I you know did. what he did? One of, he, he had on one of those shows? He had Conway Twitty and the Residents playing together. Oh, wow. I, did, I didn't see that <laughs> one. Yeah. Oh, I've got that. I, I, have, I, have, a piece of, I have a piece of old piece of tape on that. And, uh, <laughs> and that was the most bizarre thing ever <laughs> in history. <laughs> with, with Conway Twitty, I'm yeah. sure that was. I mean, he had every. I mean, Philip Glass was on that show. I mean, it was anyway. But it would be interesting to see. Uh, uh, do you know if he's if he's playing regular sort of My soulful end, David Sanborn it's stuff? It's going to be. Uh, he's coming in with quintet, uh -huh. and so I would anticipate that this show, from what I've seen and uh -huh. heard, is going to be more uh, standard, traditional huh. jazz, less okay. of the uh, the smooth jazz, uh -huh. um, the contemporary. But you know what, David Sanborn can get away with that stuff. Yeah. You know, because everybody, everybody hates smooth jazz. Let's face it. Uh, <laughs> it's just the truth, okay? 
Uh, but uh, he can get away with it because he's funky. He's, he's, he's a fantastic yeah. musician. Um, you know, and I'm sure that, you know, you know, it'll be just a great night yeah. with David. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah. he's, you know, David's been around for quite a while. Oh, yeah. And now he's, yeah. he's, uh, he's. Night music. That show was yeah. in like the, in the, in the late nineties. Yeah. In the mid nineties. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say even late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, David's been a fixture of the jazz scene for 40 years. Sure. So sure. He's, uh fantastic sax player and the legend <laughs> well that's great and the same night tuck and patty i can't believe that yeah tuck and patty it's it was one of those whose uh, idea was that it was it, I, I guess it was my idea okay. because i said yes to it. <laughs> it it was presented to me and i was like you know, Tuck and Patty. <laughs> Tuck and Patty. That's one that uh, probably wouldn't normally be part of the festival. Right. But uh, yeah, it was one of those things where, look, you know, every arts organization talks about reaching new audience members, uh -huh. reaching new people. We need a new demographic. We need to do this. We need to do this. Um, Tuck and Patty is yeah. the, the, the kind of act that could play artichoke. They could. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, to, you know, if, if you want to reach new people, it starts with doing your programming differently. Yeah. That's the bottom yeah. line. That's where right. the rubber meets the road. Yeah. And yeah. so that was kind of the impetus for huh? it. It was, well, let's put them in because there will be people who come to no jazz festival shows except yes. Tuck and Patty. Yeah. Which yeah. means we will <laughs> have connected our organization yep. and all the rest of the music we do to that audience. And that's at the old church. And that's at the old church. What a lovely place! It is. It's, it really it's a is. Really, really great. Venue. They've done such a such a. Well, you didn't you, you didn't see it years ago. No, I did. They have you know the, the the whole sound system's new. They've painted it. They've just done a, a, a marvelous job in there. Yeah, I mean it's always been cool, uh -huh. but it wasn't pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it had, had started to deteriorate, you know. And they painted the inside, they painted the outside. They got that that system sound system in from uh, Sweden or Norway, wherever they where they got it from. Uh -huh. Okay, uh, Wednesday. Now, is the, are, are, is this Kenny Barron? Is this one of these things where it's two two separate? Uh, this is one of those ones that we, I was talked about and referred to a little earlier. This was one of those ones where um, I was like, "Well, let's get Kenny Barron and put another big star piano player yeah. with him." Yeah, um, yeah. And so that's how this this came about. Uh, in fact, b both of these piano shows like this where we got kind yeah. of two big heavyweight piano yeah. players and they're so different that are totally different. Yeah, they're, it's it's one of those things where, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, you're looking at this lineup, you can probably see that I'm kind of one of those people who says, let's try it and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so I think that's going to I'm excited about that mm -hmm. show. Uh, they will be playing solo sets. And then playing with each other at the end of the evening. Uh huh. Really? Yep. Whoa! Each of them, they're play, they're they're playing solo piano sets, solo piano sets. Do you know from what they're going to duet with? I don't at this point. <laughs> solo piano set from John, and then a piece what a or tease. two together what a at tease. the end of the That's evening. That's the best tease of all. <laughs> yes. What What are those two guys going to play together? That's great. <laughs> it's it's going to be interesting though. Isn't it? Yeah. Now I'm not familiar with Terrace Martin. Terrace Martin is most uh, recognized as a producer. 
Uh-huh. Um, he's part of the scene down in L.A. Uh, uh-huh. They have, you know, kind of that, that they got a really healthy kind of emerging progressive jazz scene down there. Of course, Kamasi comes out of yeah. it and yeah. a lot of our others. And, and Terrace yeah. is part of that. He's a uh-huh. multi-instrumentalist. Uh-huh. Uh, he produces a lot of people's albums. And uh-huh. he's really, really going to be a, a big show over at the Star Theater. All right. For sure. Okay. Um, he's, in fact, he's presently working on uh, producing a Herbie Hancock album. Whoa. So he's, wow. he's really, you know, <laughs> behind the scenes, he is a big name. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, what, what, I wonder what Herbie's going to come up with. Herbie's always what reinventing is, himself. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> Jeez. He does it year after year after year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I played the entire chameleon cut on my radio show a little while back. Oh, All wow. 15 or 17 minutes of it. <laughs> Whatever, how long it is. Maybe it's longer than that. <laughs> yeah, no, I love Herbie. Yeah. I've seen him many times. Or one time, years of, I don't know, in the, in the, uh, in the uh, early 90s, I walked into a, an, an acid jazz bar in Baltimore, <laughs> and somebody was playing Chameleon on the PA. Uh-huh. And some guy walks up to me and goes, Man, what's that? <laughs> it's Herbie Hancock. Oh, okay, yeah, that's cool. It's like, that's, that's different. That doesn't sound anything like Maiden Voyage. <laughs> oh, he didn't know what Maiden Voyage was. I don't think he knew what Herbie, Herbie, Herbie Hancock was. Okay, so and then the next day, Eric Gales and Ron Artis. Yes. That's an interesting pairing. It, it's one where, again, we, you know, it was tied to wanting to reach uh, a broader audience with yeah. the festival yeah. and to connect to more of the community. And so, we, you know, blues is a form of music, as, as you know, and I'm sure mm-hmm. everybody knows, that's uh, very intertwined with sure. jazz. of course. Um, yeah. And so having a strong blues artist mm-hmm. come in was kind of a no-brainer that for makes us. Sense. I mean, Eric Gales is... Is uh, Eric Gales. Y- yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's guitarist... Yeah. He's the guitarist, guitarist. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he's been playing since he was a teenager. He's been yeah. signed yeah. to albums. And, and Ron Artis was somebody that was brought up as uh, an opener for him uh-huh. uh, when we were meeting with our, our programming committee. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Ron was at the Blues Festival last right. summer. And, right. And he blew people's minds. Yeah. Um, we just ran a photo gallery by Diane, uh, Diane Russell of, of Ron mm-hmm. um, a couple weeks ago. And yeah. so that's yeah we're we're expecting that'll be a really big show. Yeah. And Cat uh Cat Edmondson and Hal, and, and Haley Loren. I actually wrote a I wrote something about Haley Loren one time. Yeah. So yeah. she's uh yeah. y- you know she calls Oregon home. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. you know that's going to be a solid vocal show for us. Yeah. Uh you know it's it's always nice to have a show that is that features vocalists singing a lot of standards, right? Um, right. It kind of harkens back yeah. to that you know early yeah. '60s era right. when that was really really prevalent, and that's and Cat fits the mold perfectly uh-huh. for that, and Haley's a great accompaniment yeah. for it. And that's that's when you're you're presenting the Jazz Master Award, and we will be presenting the uh, Jazz Master Award, and I'm I'm very excited and uh, happy to announce that this year's Jazz Master is going to be Rebecca Kilgore. Very good. 
Excellent. 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 And then the same night. <laughs> wow. Um, uh, Miguel Zanon. Yeah. Whoa. I mean, Miguel's great. I mean, it goes yeah. without saying, you know, yeah, yeah. just won the downbeat <laughs> pull. Yeah. Um, wow. Saxophone players, he's as good as they get these days. Uh -huh. And uh, it's going to be exciting. We're doing him at Portland State University uh -huh. uh, in the recital hall. Uh, we are also, he's one of the ones who we're going to be doing a master class slash Q&A jazz conversation with. Uh -huh. It'll be open to the public uh -huh. prior uh -huh. earlier that day. Nice. Um, and so I'm excited about that show. That's, nice. you know, that's one of the ones where, uh, you know, when I booked that show, it's like, this is straight ahead, yeah. right up the middle jazz. Right. This is going to be a great addition to the festival. Awesome. And then Friday, coming down to the end here. Getting there. Unfortunately, you have booked Stanton Moore on the night that I do my radio show. <laughs> oh, How no. dare you? You're going to have to do it from the Aladdin. Jeez. <laughs> you have to, you'll have to park a van out in front of the Aladdin and do it there. And, and he's playing in. with Nola Tet? Uh, Nola Tet's the to, opening to, act. Oh, for. okay. Yep. They're, right. Although, you know, th these New Orleans guys, they all know each other. Well, yeah. Who knows if, <laughs> right. you know, it, Mike right. Dillon might run up on stage and, and play half the set it's, with Stanton Moore Trio. Who and knows? Skerrick, Skerrick <laughs> could just, just happen to be in, in, in Seattle for, you know, uh, that weekend and, and come down. And, who knows? Who yeah, knows? You yeah. never know what's going to happen. That's yeah. the New Orleans night. Uh, right. Yeah. We're yeah. excited yeah. about that. That's one that uh, that I pushed. Um, yeah. You know, I, yeah. I knew we, I wanted to have a New Orleans element to the festival this year. And those guys are great. You know, and you got Johnny in. Yeah. You know, oh, Johnny yeah. and Stanton on the same show. Jeez. If you're a drummer, you're. Yes. You're going to be a very happy person that yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember I, I moved here in 97, mm -hmm. and I remember one of the, not long after I got here, I knew I had made the right move. I was walking down the street, and I overheard a conversation, an argument between two guys about who was better, Stanton Moore or, or uh, Russell Batiste Jr., <laughs> the better drummer. I'm in Portland, <laughs> Oregon, and they're, and they're arguing about who's a better New Orleans drummer. I said, well, hey, I think I've come to the right place. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it. All right. And then uh, uh, I don't know who James Francis is. James was actually here last year um, oh. playing with Chris Potter. James is an amazing uh, young pianist. Um, uh -huh. I first worked with him when I was in Monterey uh -huh. um, when he was just in high school still. Uh, and he's one of those people who... Uh, I, you know, I th there's a gentleman down in Monterey named Paul Contos, who's our education director. Mm -hmm. You know, and Paul and I would look and just go, just our jaws would drop every time James played because uh -huh. he's got such a unique voice. Um, and he's exploded in New York. You know, he went to uh -huh. uh, school there. He's playing with Pat Metheny. He's playing with Chris Potter. He's got his own act. Um, he's on Blue Note Records. Uh -huh. and, and he's really, really... Uh, going to be an exciting uh -huh. pianist for years and years to come yeah. and then uh i paired him with aaron goldberg yeah another one of those l shows where let's get two great pianists yeah. together yeah um i believe aaron, i believe aaron played the classic pianos the last time he was here yes for the festival yes he yeah. did play classic the last time he was here yeah um and so they'll be the same type of format uh -huh. as kenny and john 
Yeah. Um, they'll each yeah. play a solo set, and uh-huh. then they will play something together wow. at the end of the evening. And they're also doing On a, one piano? <laughs> two. <laughs> it would be like Harpo and Chico, you know. George <laughs> over at PSU assured me there would be two pianos. <laughs> Um, and uh, they're also doing a master class Q&A that'll be open to the public kind of in that jazz conversation Uh idiom so and then Saturday night uh, this is obviously a sold out production show because I don't know these people uh, Thundercat, George Ann Muldrow, and Brown Calculus. Yes, and uh, yeah, that's one that uh, at the again, art museum at the Portland Art Museum nice. in the Crudo Ballroom. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that's one that uh, Nicholas was very instrumental uh-huh. in bringing into the festival this year. Uh, Thundercat is uh, revered in kind of the Los Angeles jazz scene uh-huh. um, as a bassist. He he's fantastic. Um, you know, he plays with Kamasi, plays with Cameron Graves. Mm-hmm. He collaborates with Flying Lotus. Um, he, he does so much stuff down there. Um, and it's going to be one where uh, he's really going to draw in a younger audience to the festival, yeah. to his show. Yeah, yeah, great. That is, uh, you know, going to become part of the PDX Jazz family for probably the first time. Awesome. Awesome. And at the Star Theater, more New Orleans. At least I can get the. At least I can get to that one. Big Chief, Big Chief Donald Harrison. Yes. And Mike Clark and Will Blades. I've been playing the, the Will Blades Scott Amendola record on, on the on the, on the on the radio show. It just came out. That, that's a great album. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. again, more Nola, so to speak. Uh, yeah. And that's going to be an exciting show. You know, Mike Clark is. Oh yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah, going back to Herbie and uh-huh. all of that. Yeah, so, yeah, oh yeah. Again, it's yeah. it's uh, another night of just fantastic music yeah. over at the yeah. Star Theater. I have uh, uh, one of the guys who writes for me is Shoehorn. Have you ever heard of Shoehorn? Ever heard of Shoehorn? I have not heard of Shoehorn. You know, you should think about Shoehorn for one of these festivals because he is a he's a tap dancer that plays saxophone at the same time, and he has an electric tap platform. And he's great. He's been around forever. And but he's the thing is, he's a great writer. Yeah, he's a really because he writes about music as a musician and not as a fan, which is it's very rare, you know, mm-hmm. because generally the, the rule of thumb is music journalists don't know a goddamn thing about music. <laughs> they may know <laughs> albums, they may know personalities, but they don't know a fucking thing about music. Uh, but. Shoehorn, his name is Michael Connolly. He's uh-huh. a musician, and he said he, he he wrote a great piece for us on Donald Harrison. <laughs> yeah, it's that's gonna be a good show. That that'll really be. That was uh, that was actually the final piece that we plugged in. Is that right? It was the last night, the last <laughs> show. It was like, oh, Harrison Clark Blades, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> and so Sunday the, wraps it up. Sunday wraps it up. I don't 12, know. Who, uh, Twelve I, days, and uh, we'll all be ready to to wrap it. But Sunday's a pretty exciting day in the festival, as you can see. T- tell us about Dan Tepfer. Dan Tepfer is a pianist and an astrophysicist. Mm-hmm. Um, huh. A brilliant pianist. Um, he can play classical at the highest levels, jazz at the highest levels, uh-huh. and this how's his astrophysics. 
is astrophysics <laughs> are are pretty musical. <laughs> um, and this is another one where we're at a different venue. Yeah, this is the yeah, OMSI, Omsi. In, yeah. the, in the planetarium. Should, is he going to uh, do this? Is he going to point his sun raw? He's going to. He the <laughs> natural machines project yeah. is one where he melded his love of science uh -huh. and his love of music. He's using a disc lever, and uh -huh. he will be improvising, and he has computer programs, etc., that are tied into the whole mix uh -huh. that project imagery. Nice. On the ceiling. Nice. Wise plane. Um, so visit your local dispensary before you go to see this show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then you Kenny Garrett. It. And then Kenny Garrett. Kenny Garrett, yeah. Wow. With Maria Grant. Yeah. Um, yeah and yeah. Maria was here last year as uh -huh. part of the Wide Angles Project, and uh -huh. people loved her. Kenny, of course, is... Uh, Kenny Garrett. Kenny Garrett. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. legendary sax player. Right. Miles Davis, et yeah. cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we got, we got two legendary Kennys in the festival this year. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Baron and Garrett. Um, and so that's going to be a really, really perfect show. Capstone for so the festival. So is, is there anything that wasn't on this list that's there, on your list? There are. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, you know, for the first time in history, time we are going history, to let you know that um, there are the some stuff new that additions. isn't announced as right. of this airing, a recording, but will be announced as of the airing. Yes. Um, so, you know, we uh, do a lot of shows at Jack London Review. Yeah. Um, and and those shows were actually not part of this, this first round of announcements. Uh -huh. Um but we got some uh, other really cool things we're working on. Um, one of them is on opening night. Uh, uh -huh. We're also working on doing a jazz film at the Hollywood Theater. Uh -huh. uh, we have a pretty good idea of what film it's going to be. I can't say just yet. Okay. Uh, but we will be doing uh, uh -huh. a jazz-oriented film at Hollywood Theater on nice. opening night. So that's an exciting new element of the show. A new film or an old film? A pretty new film. Okay. <laughs> a pretty new and pretty important film. All right. If uh, All right. it's okay. the one that I think it's going to be. Okay. Uh, you know, of course, Mel Brown, royalty in Portland, yes, will be involved in uh -huh. in the festival, as is always. Uh, on Friday the 21st, we'll have Mark Juliana uh -huh. in town at the Jack London, and he'll be doing his beat music project. Nice instead of the uh, quartet so mm -hmm. uh, if you're a drummer you'll you'll really like that um it's it's interesting how he's really you know one of the things that happens with a lot of these artists is because there's so many younger artists um they're blending traditional jazz they're blending hip-hop they're blending uh -huh. electric dance music all these different things that um to someone my age <laughs> not necessarily all for me um but, but it's as an ex, for but the a, audience that we're trying to attract but as so, an ex-drummer yeah, as an ex-drummer i'm sorry nobody's ever an ex-drummer right? right they're never an ex-drummer they're just a just, hibernating just, drummer just, just between gigs right <laughs> yeah between a long stretch between gigs i like that i'll go for that one <laughs> Um, so, you know, Mark's just a fantastic drummer mm -hmm. um, and a fantastic jazz musician. Uh, we also have a great vocalist coming in, mm -hmm. Nuye, uh -huh. who will be performing. Uh, she's got an album out fairly recently that's all uh, focused on bossas and sambas. Uh -huh. um, and so excited to have her in the mix. Um, 
Salami Rose Joe Lewis is an artist you've probably never heard of. Correct. Again, a, a female artist. Uh-huh. And she's going to be really interesting. She was just signed to Flying Lotus's Brain Feeder Records. Uh-huh. And so she's she'll be a unique and interesting show, I think. Uh-huh. Um, we'll have Big Band Night on Monday night. Really? With the Omar Sosa show. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we're looking to feature... Um, a local youth organization ah. on that night, uh-huh. in addition to a local big band, so that we have the big band element still represented. Excellent. Um, you know, we would, you know, the, probably the only reason we don't have a giant big band show in the festival this year is because in April, six weeks later, we got Maria Schneider coming in. Wow. Um, <laughs> over at Rev Hall. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's going to be the, a big show for us. Yeah. Uh, we're also going to have uh, Devin Phillips and Chris Brown in the festival. Very uh, nice. You know, uh, when Pharaoh played the festival, mm-hmm. they asked Devin to introduce him. Right? I've De- heard that story. Did you story. hear that story? Yes. <laughs> that was probably one of the most magical nights of his life. <laughs> you know, I came up to him afterwards and I said, well, for people who hadn't heard, hadn't heard the story, Devin, he walks up to Devin, Pharaoh walks up to Devin and said, you're a horn player, aren't you? <laughs> Devin <laughs> said, yeah. He says, your horn here? Devin says, no, but I live right around, around the corner. Go get it. Right. Yeah, <laughs> he comes back. Pharaoh does a tune, starts the next tune, points at Devin and says, come on. Devin goes out and plays. And afterwards, uh, um, uh, I, I, I asked Devin, I said, well, what was that like? He said, I don't know. I got to go back back home, sit down on the couch and figure this out. I, <laughs> what I just totally happened. I totally get it. Yeah, it's, I think it's, uh, you know, it'd be like Roy Haynes coming up to me. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> saying, yeah, yeah. Go get your sticks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's exactly. Yeah, really. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we have a great uh, Swedish artist coming in, Gunhild Carling, uh-huh. who has been uh, really has kind of exploded as part of postmodern jukebox. Uh-huh. I don't oh, yeah. you've heard of that. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but she's had several uh, collaborations uh-huh. with that program, and so she'll be a really, really exciting show. Uh, we will be bringing in Casa Overall, another uh, drummer uh-huh. Uh-huh. who blends a lot of different styles together um, uh-huh. and is, is really you know, going to reach out to a whole new segment of our audience. Uh, Mike well, Dillon Band. Mike Dillon. Mike Dillon Band. Oh, my God. More New Orleans. Oh, my uh, God. Mike Dillon. Uh, that's going to be a... Uh, you just never know what will happen. You, you just don't. don't. You know, you the don't. crazy Do thing not is, know actually, what's... I went to school with Mike. You did? Umpteen million years ago. Wow. Um, was we he a wild man together. then? He, he was... <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, he was as he was as uh, energetic and entertaining back yeah. then as he yeah. is today. <laughs> was Skerrick part of that scene? I don't think so. Okay, I don't think so. All right. Um, so yeah, it was <laughs> pretty crazy. Did you ever play with Mike Dillon? No. Okay. Didn't play with him. Um, but watched him play in many places, just yeah. like this room we're sitting in right now in Denton, Texas. <laughs> Mike um, Dillon. So yeah, yeah. Friday night. Uh, Late night Friday night's going to probably be pretty much off the hook with all these New Orleans guys in yeah. town. I well, can I get off the air at 10? <laughs> you know, you know what you're going to be doing that night. <laughs> uh, we are also bringing in uh, another great young artist, uh, Jonathan Barber and Vision Ahead Quintet. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, just by coincidence, another drummer-led uh-huh. group. Um, 
And oh, uh, coincidence, huh? Yeah, coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> Truly is. I just I don't know what it is. All of a sudden, you know, it's like drummers found a voice and they all decided to start leading their own bands. No, somebody said, "Hey, listen, the guy who's running the thing now, he's, he used to be a drummer, so he, he, I think he can get in." Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, Jonathan's going to be exciting now because he he's a pretty straight ahead. Uh-huh. jazz musician you know uh, which yeah, is something yeah. that r- really appealed to me because um you know one of the things that i'm always very cognizant of is that we are a jazz festival right and we will remain a jazz festival yeah, as yeah. long as i'm part of the picture yeah um yeah. you know you you want to reach out and try to attract new people by expanding the musical programming but uh you know don't lose sight of the fact that the first word in your organization is jazz yeah. festival. Right. Um, <laughs> and, and so I, I, I really work to keep playing straight ahead jazz uh, front and center yeah. in this festival. Well, you know, it's, it's the, it, it sounds like it's developing like the philosophy of KMHD, which is jazz without boundaries. Yeah, I would say that's a fair assessment. You know, um, I mean, it's, I mean, looking at the schedule, that's what it is. Yeah, it is. You know? You know, I think Matt's boundaries are maybe a little wider than mine. Could be. <laughs> you know, I listen well, to him regularly. But <laughs> maybe or maybe not. But maybe, yes, uh, that's very maybe much not. true. Really? Um, I mean, you, and, gotta... you know, and look at how much success KMHD has had. Yes. Thank doing you. Doing that. <laughs> and, and, you know, we want to be in the same position. You know, yeah. it's uh, yeah. one of the things that uh, the organization's looking to do is to continue to evolve jazz and to grow audience for jazz yeah um well the music's gonna gonna evolve no matter what you do yes it will (laughs) it will yeah um i think it's up to people like you to include it yes because the music is going to be there no matter what it will and it's up to uh festivals like us to give it a home and a voice Yeah. yeah uh yeah definitely something that we're looking to do yeah well, welcome to Portland. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> Thanks Thank for coming in. Much. You have survived. Thank you for having me. You have survived. <laughs> this is the t- this is the most grueling podcast of all the ones that we do. When I, when I have a cur- when I have a curator or, or or a festival director in, and they go over every act. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, I didn't miss anybody. <laughs> nah, it doesn't matter. It's okay, you know. You know. Uh, Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Have a great festival. Thank you for having me, Tom, and I'm looking forward to it.